The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fessler joins us with Lakefront Futures. And I think I'm going to describe today as it's Monday. I mean, it has just been a frustration after frustration for our grain guys. And it's one of those days, Darren, that I wish we had a little bright spot to, to bring out some information. But there really isn't. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of looking at the calendar and, unfortunately, cutting, counting down the hours, that is until this July 6th looming date arrives and what it's going to mean for the grains. Yeah, the July 6th, this it's, it's the big one lay, uh, you know, weighing on the market's shoulders right now, not to mention the crop conditions overall uh, are still relatively good. And it's just uh, you look at where the fund positions are right now, and they're heavily short. I don't see why, um, you know, as far as the weather and the trade issues going on, I don't see a reason why they want to change their attitude or their positions at this point. And, you know, we, on the December corn, we did take out that low we had back on um, June 19th of 360, and then we printed a new low of 358.5. And it's just you kind of you talk to producers, and the, the question so often over the last couple of weeks is where's the bottom? Um you know, like I said earlier, there's just so much uncertainty about what Friday is going to bring. Uh, do these things really get implemented, or do we have 11th hour negotiation deal that's being made to relieve some of the stress? And even and even if we do have an 11th hour type deal, is it going to be enough when we're looking at the conditions overall? Now, um, conditions are good, but you look at some parts of northwest Iowa, northeast Nebraska, southern minnesota even even around the des moines area this last week and with the heavy heavy rains to have i mean these are not good for uh, some growing conditions but in general the market's going to not worry about that right now i think we're probably going to recognize that stuff later on and obviously that information is not going to be factored into this afternoon's report but you know that it's going to be looming come next monday when that information becomes available yeah i mean you're probably looking at in the next couple weeks you're going to probably see some of that um, also, you're in, in this month's supply and demand report, the USDA is also going to factor in if these tariffs do take effect, uh, they're going to factor that in there. So that's another thing the market's trying to calculate. Uh, if these things do go into effect, what is going to be the outcome? I've said before, I'll continue to say it, demand is there. Uh, we just need some clearer picture and we need some uh, clearer water, smoother waters ahead uh, so we can give these bulls some type of momentum. You know, we've seen the soybeans, and they've just continued to have the struggles. You think at one moment when you're looking at the numbers, well, we might be able to pull us off to see some positive trade, but it doesn't last very long, and it just seems to dip right back into the lower side. It, it does, and it's been that way pretty much over the whole last month, where we, we the bulls have tried to gather some momentum in, in new crop beans, old crop beans, what have you. I mean, new crop are still holding that 864 half level, but when we came pretty close to there uh, today, uh, you know, trading below there, but we held it. Uh, the same story with beans, and I think the beans are uh, probably the most critical aspect of this whole thing, because China being one of our large trading partners, or if not the largest, uh, we just need some more, uh, like I said, some some clearer picture about what's going on, and it's just not the grains. Uh, it is affecting all these other markets, and you know until until some of these negotiations are done, until there's some 
better understand how this is going to impact our exports, you know, it's 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 hard sitting from the sideline and say, hey, take your hedges off. It's the, the, you got to stay fully hedged in this market because of the uncertainties. Why was the wheat complex hit as hard as it was today? Yeah, I, you know, some of the there were some downgrades in the the, the French wheat crop, but. The, the crop is still going to be relatively good. I, you know, you found some um, some resistance on, on the September. Uh, this would be the September Chicago contract. You found that, and likewise on the KC, you found a uh, resistance along the 20-day EMA. Uh, and I think that you go back the last couple of sessions, we've and we've continued to find that resistance. And I think when corn and beans started to roll over, uh, wheat was still trading higher. But I think just the momentum, the selling of the side of, of both the corn and the beans, I don't think we had a choice but to move lower, given that it did find some resistance. And it just uh, just kind of a spillover effect. And I still think that overall, uh, the world's still looking at an okay supply as far as the wheat. Um, it's still, we're not, we're not in uh, trouble territory yet there. Well, obviously, harvest progress continues um, as it moves into Kansas, and they're getting some warmer, drier weather the western part, but still, I know that they would like to receive some rain in that neck of the woods. Yeah, I mean, there's where where there's areas of the country that are receiving way too much rain, there's others that are needing it, uh, Kansas in particular. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these, you know, Mother Nature's going to do what she wants type of deal, and it's, it's, it's hard from a producer standpoint where – you, you know you need the rain, but you, you see the price is what it's doing, um, and, that, and it goes back to the the reason why we need to hedge some of this stuff. And it's just it, it becomes a all that much more difficult for producer. It becomes a lot more frustrating seeing a, this continued beating of a market, and uh, there's not little there's very little you can do from a cash standpoint. You know we talk so much about the the weather here in the states for this wheat crop, but globally. Russia's been very dry. You wonder, are the global numbers for wheat really going to be there once harvest wraps up, or are we going to possibly see a shortage? Yeah, there's probably more likely you're looking at a world carry on wheat is probably going to decline. There is dryness concerns in Russia that has been, and likewise in Ukraine. Uh, th- those issues are not new. Uh, you're probably going to see a world carry out decline in corn as well. Um, the, the question, though, is it going to be enough to really change the overall fundamental picture um with the problems in kansas and the problems around the world we're going to need much bigger problems with growing these crops um to really diminish that supply even more i think there's much more of a bullish case when looking looking at corn than there is wheat right now um especially if we do run into hiccups during pollination or grain fill well stick around folks we do have more coming up here on the fontanelle final bell we'll take a more look at the uh happenings of this grain complex and maybe dive in we're going to get uh darren's thoughts a little bit on what he might see in this afternoon's report considering what mother nature has been tossing at to at us as of late and we'll take a brief look at what's happening on the livestock side as well it's the fontanelle final bell on the rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Darren Fessler is joining us for part two with Lakefront Futures. Let's look at this corn market. I know that they've had some some decent growing conditions in many areas, but as we look at this market trade, they too saw some lower numbers. Is it a factor of dealing with the, the, the drop in the soybeans, the drop in the wheat? What influences are you seeing for them? Yeah, as, as, far, as, the, as far as the corn is concerned, you're still going to be looking at uh, crop conditions, which are out a little later here. You're still looking in the mid-70s. 
and you know just from a from a market standpoint um, I think the market right now has a has 180 type of yield number in mind now whether we get that or not there's still a lot of stuff that can determine whether we get there I mean I think grain fill I'm, I'm always in the camp that grain fill is almost more important than the pollination because you can really make up for that yield but uh, you take a look at the overall fundamental picture of corn uh, we're still moving this product really, really good. We had some decent export inspections today. Um, you take a look at the number of exports we're actually moving off, uh, you know, moving off our shores. And if we continue on the pace we're on, I would anticipate even the U.S. daily probably be a little light on on some of the corn exports. So whereas we keep getting beat up, I mean, there we keep getting beat up on the far as the price is concerned. We keep moving this product. So even if we do, um, like as Friday came out a little bit more acres. I think some of these acres may be, you know, the, the exports may negate some of those increase in those acres and may offset it enough if we run into some other problems to give give, give some of these bulls in, in a, some encouragement here. I think that at this point, as I mentioned, we should stay stay hedged down here. But um, you take a look at where this thing potentially could go on any type of balance. I, I think it could be like a rubber band if you start getting some positive things from a from the trade talk issues and you, you have some weather, I think the biggest key thing is, one, if you don't have weather from here on out, uh, it, it, regardless of what the trade's going to do, uh, this, this, this seems like the bulls and the funds are, are the, the fund, the bears and the funds are, they're just in complete control. You, it's very possible you can see some lower levels from here. Let's go over to the, uh, the the livestock side of the trade, but I, and I think this all kind of ties back together. You made a statement during the commercial break that tariffs are the biggest factor that we're seeing all the way across the board. Uncertainties in the stocks, there's the uncertainties that we talked about in the grains, and definitely the uncertainties in the livestock with everything just kind of hanging as a dark cloud. It really is. I'm taking a look at August fats here, and we continue to find resistance, as I had mentioned before on the show, around this 107.70 area, which is also the 50% retracement. It's a little disappointing to see that cattle was, you know, as high as it were earlier in the session, only finished about the mid- middle, of the, middle, middle of the trading range today. Um, it, it, you know, you go back to, is, is the feasibility of some of this feeder cattle, it, are we getting to a price where it can guys really make money doing this? Um, and then you, you look at what hogs have done today. Hogs continue to find resistance along that 50-day moving average. We've struggled on there ever since the middle of June. And, you know, the uncertainty there as well, uh, you're probably going, to, probably going to not get very much this week from the, the grains. You're probably not going to get too much from the, the meats this week uh, because the, the holiday coming up here is a pretty light session day. You'll probably even see a lighter session on a shortened session tomorrow. And then you got Friday, the big the big uh, July 6th. And, you know, all of that, I just don't think you're going to get too much this week from any of this stuff. It's going to be, and typically on a holiday like this, especially when it falls midweek, it's kind of on the quieter side. But now it seems like it's going to be on the quieter side with some anxiety hanging with it. Tons and tons of anxiety. I get calls every day from customers around the country. Where, where's the bottom? What should I do? And it's, you know, I, I get tired of answering the phone like that. I wish I would have something positive to say, hey, we're up 10 or 15, but it's, no, we're down 10 or 15. You know, then it goes back to the old saying is you need to stay hedged in these type markets. There's just too much uh, unknowns 
about what what could potentially happen after that July 6th should these tariffs come into place. Even though, like I said, there's good demand for our products, that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't move lower. That's the risk here for producers. Uh, We will find a bottom at some point. And these things will get extremely attractive if they're not already. But uh, like I said, you know, the market right now going into a holiday uh, in the middle of the week, you're just probably not going to look very much here. So how do you ease those fears when, when they're calling in wanting to know how should they market over the next couple of weeks? Or is it a wait and see? Let's see what happens on the 6th. Yeah, I mean, for guys who feel like they need more coverage on, more protection, it's it's not it's not a bad thing even at these levels to take a look at some option plays uh, just to cover cover one's backside just a little bit more. I mean, um, you know, and you, you got to take a look, take a market for what it is right here. We've been extremely beat up. Could we get it beat up more? Absolutely. Do we need coverage on? Where are you sitting on your cash side? Where are you sitting on your hedges side? And you just got to overlook at your overall marketing plan and, and see where we need to be. Does this cash flow down here? What do we need to do from a hedge standpoint? All right. Sounds good. Darren, what's the best way for folks to reach out and talk to you some more? You bet. They can reach me directly at 402-366-0423. I'm also on Twitter at DDFAlpha, and they can always go to our website at lakefrontfutures.com. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.